0: Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Before we get started, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listened to the Cyberpunk Runners episode. A lot of people are probably still listening to that episode. If you found this, sec- if this is your second episode or your third because you listened to the Sunday edition in between both, A, welcome, B, did all that long i promise and see i try to make stuff that i think you'll like every time so stay tuned keep listening i promise i've got more in store and um on that note i want to encourage everybody to do two things actually to do a couple things actually not just two things but a couple things first with every sunday edition or i try to remember to do this with every sunday edition don't always remember, but I try my best, that to include a question of some kind related to the topic at hand for that current Sunday edition. You can answer those questions or like do the multiple choice that I put up. Sometimes I put up multiple choice, sometimes I put up an open-ended question, or sometimes I do both by going to um, by going to Spotify and the question will be there on the podcast page. Um, you don't need to listen to me on Spotify. I'm not trying to say listen on Spotify, but that's the thing that I am allowed to do on Spotify because the world is slowly turning into the world depicted by cyberpunk edge runners and it sucks a little inside, but it lets us do cool stuff. So I try and make, I try and take advantage of that. So um, if you are interested in answering the weekly question, I change it. I change it once every two weeks. At this point, that means once at ev- every time a new Sunday comes out, new Sunday edition comes out, there's a new question. Um, and then definitely go follow the podcast on Instagram at Lunchbox Radio, all one word, all lowercase, underscore podcast. Um, once again, that's Lunchbox Radio underscore podcast on. Instagram, and you can follow the podcast, you can see all the kind of like, animation shenanigans I get into, or like just kind of like, one-off thoughts that might turn into an episode, might not it's also a great barometer of when the episode comes, is out because I post promo stuff there usually, Um, sometimes on Twitter, but many times on but almost always on Instagram, so definitely go check that out and on that note, let's get to what we're talking about today. And that's another, that's another digitally-minded show, because we're talking about Digimon. Now, originally, Digimon actually you know let's let's rewind here. I want to tell you a little anecdote from um me and my friend lauren's event massive text conversation or this, this massive stream of text conversations that really has no end or beginning. You know how it goes, but at some point, she sends me this trailer at like. 12 in the morning at like the ass crack in the morning because sometimes Lauren can't sleep I see you Lauren hi I can't wait for you to get your new apartment we all have no furniture but hi Lauren um she sent me this trailer for this video game called Pow World and this is an absurd trailer and I this trailer inspires so many questions but what it really inspires, it inspires someone saying kind, kind of something along this line. Pokemon isn't fucked up enough. Gives that whale a nuke. And that's the thing I like threw out into the world, said to Lauren. I'm like, what is happening in this? Why do all these animals have guns? And if you're coming over from the main, like, collectible like collectible mascot character style monster video game tie in anime you will probably feel something similar towards digimon even though digimon is about the same rough age as pokemon it it, it feels way different it feels It feels more like it's willing to deal with the weird conversations that have got to happen around just the concept of monsters what fight each other. And it also, it totally, like, dodges the collectability aspect in it because you don't get, like, multiple Digimon you kind of get like a partner Digimon unless you're playing the card game and then it's like collect all the cards and blah, 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 blah. But you have like one partner Digimon. It In the shows, in the anime version of this multimedia property, you have one partner. And that partner will go through different evolutions they will digivolve if you will but they that that will always be your digimon and that you will always be their Digidestins or whatever and the reason why i'm talking about this show is because something that digimon managed to do that pokemon couldn't do was digimon managed to grow up and at first at first at first listen that probably sounds odd you're like what do I mean? What I mean is not necessarily the fact that Ash Ketchum is still the protagonist of every Pokemon series and he's still 10 years old. What I mean is in the kind of like eldritch horror story that is Ash Ketchum's supposed life. Um What I mean is Digimon moved Digimon did something that was that is difficult for not just pokemon or shows of its ilk but really any show to do and that is it moved away from its main cast eventually and it told different stories and it took a almost jojo-esque approach to moving away from its main cast because if you watch digimon adventure adventure you encounter a very different cast than this kind of like second series in the Digimon world in which you still follow um, Kyrie and TK, the two youngest characters from the Digimon universe, from the Digimon universe up to that point. But you follow a bunch of other characters who are connected to them. who who they're connected in their age group. And so what this show essentially does a really good job of is it essentially is like... This is going to sound so strange. It starts you off with a cast of entirely millennial... of entirely, like, millennial characters. And then by the next series in the the franchise, you are on to a cast of... Gen Z kids really is what it feels like, and it's a it, that's a cool thing to do. And then eventually, it gets to like Digimon Tamers, is that same is like another generation that's completely removed from either of the two you've seen before. But what they do there is you have a you have a Digimon in that in that group. You have a couple of Digimon in that group that you've seen before. So what they're doing is, they're expanding... They're expanding the pool by taking different ancillary characters or different people from the main cast and plugging them into the new generation of whatever's happening. And sometimes it's like, you all of a sudden you see Palamon that you've... that you've... maybe was a side character for an arc all the way in the original Digimon Adventure and, like, had like, was a character with, like, some speaking parts but no real relevance and is now a Palamon, one of the... the kind of, like... one of the many Palamon that exist in the digital world is now a... Um, now a partner to a DigiDestance in Digimon Tamer. And the reason why I'm dragging you through this all, I promise, is the reason, is because Digimon kind of, like, vanished in the early aughts. It started in 1999 and it vanished in the early aughts. Because it kind of ran its course. And this happens with... This happens with most of the of like the young you know collectively minded toy selling anime of the world it, they run their course and this is even true of a, of a franchise as big as Gundam that's why there's so many different Gundam uh, a Gundam franchise runs its course and then they move on to the next thing to sell more toys the funniest version of that is actually G Gundam Because the reason g Gundam exists was to sell motherfucking plastic model kits. And nobody wanted to make that show. So the reason it got so weird and racist in its Gundam designs was the mechanical designers on that show were doing that, knowing full well, thinking full well that, like, they wouldn't... They wouldn't make a toy for Tequila Gundam. And they kept making the toys for Tequila Gundam. They made the fucking Windmill Gundam. All that stuff got made. And they, like, didn't know what to do. (laughs) So they just drove that show to be batshit insane, trying desperately to kill itself. And it just didn't. Which makes it even funnier. But... The... The thing that happened with Digimon was really interesting is because Digimon kind of held... A, didn't hold the same kind of reverence as Pokemon. Didn't hold the same kind of staying power as Pokemon. But over time, it became like the cool kid's Pokemon. It became the more... The, the Pokemon that was more cerebrally interesting. The Pokemon that was more forward-thinking. The thing that wasn't... The thing that dealt with the world as it is, plus a big cavalcade of, like, original mascot-y characters who use superpowers to fight. It was the thing that was about friendship, but about friendship as it is pertained to human and human and human and Digimon. And what the original Digimon show turned into was it turned into this story about these about the digidestines mostly and like their relationships to and with each other and by the end of digimon adventure you have this like you have this understanding of all the characters relationships to to each other and with each other that you weren't going to get out of some out of many other kids' shows. You weren't going to get out of, say, a MetaBot. You weren't going to get out of, like, a um Pokemon, certainly. You may get allusions to it, like there were, like, cute little moments where you can tell Riki, um, Rika is, like, into Icky but she doesn't know what to do with that. And the show, to it credit, doesn't need to be but isn't interested in, like, really dealing with that in any other way than making it a slight funny joke if you're paying attention. Whereas in... In Digimon, they have, like, a... They have a really tumultuous male friendship between Ty and Matt, where they are really truly friends, and it takes them a while to get there, and it feels written, like... Two young boys learning to stop being dicks to each other and just be good friends. And, like, you realize it will always be a weird struggle <laughs> for these two fucking dumb to just be like, Yeah, bro, I love you. <laughs> like, you'll get them to say it, and then they'll be like, What? I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, Ty, did you hear anything? No, Matt, I didn't hear anything either. Fine, we can just go on our day and, like, that never happened, right? Yep, that never happened. Hate you too, buddy. <laughs> and and there are, like, there are romantic angles to these to the characters' relationships. And there are they're all friends and they all care about each other. And they all have, like, really personal, intimate knowledge of each other. And that's by the end of Digimon Adventure. And then you get, um, the, like, I think it's the second Digimon, you get the second generation of Digimon Adventure, and then you get Digimon Tamers, and you get a couple of other Digimon stuff throughout the years. And then, in kind of that wave of, in kind of one of those waves of nostalgia of, Causing everything to get picked up and re and readapted or remade or restarted. Digimon comes back. And this was within 2015 is when you see the first Digimon Ad- Digimon Adventure Try is the like it's an overarching thing. Only what Digimon Adventure Try did. Was not even an attempt to readapt everything that was there. It knows that the audience that it wants to watch it has seen all of that, n- knows all of that stuff, like is very well acquainted with their time in the digital world and all of this stuff. So what it does is it ages the character up from elementary and from like elementary from like grade ele- from like grade and elementary school almost to high school to like the these like end parts of high school it ages them all the way into being at first like 16 17 year olds and then eventually the characters are in college and it takes all of that relationship building and world building and character building that they did and pays it off massively. Like all but immediately and it hits you in the gut with Yeah, these guys, yeah, these guys are all friends and their friendship is really important to each other, but it's falling apart because they're very clearly drifting apart. They're like just drifting. Uh most most notably Joe, the most like nervous and nerdy and like dysfunctional child of the group is really obsessed with um getting into college and like be and, and like b- being a quote unquote adult and he's like keep being like I don't have time for like to go to like my friend Matt's concert be- and he most of all in this in this cast takes the longest and this is true of him in um the original Digimon adventure, he takes the longest to recognize the importance of the just the work of doing things with your friends, of keeping up with your friends, of reaching out to them, because those connections fade. And they and they become strained when they fade. And While it means, and this, this show, Digimon starts from a place where it says, hey, friendship is important, and working at friendship is important, and, like, you may not always like your friends, but it matters that you always love your friends. And then where the show gets to by the time it's restarted in Digimon Adventure Tri is, now you got to keep up the friendships. Now everybody has a responsibility to be there for each other, all the time. But not only that, you have you as the person at both sides of friendship, have the responsibility to say, like, look, I would really love it if you were there for a soccer game. Like, look, I would really love it if you showed up for my concert. Like, hey, I know you have I know you have responsibilities. But can you make it? And more than that, you have the responsibility to be honest in your feelings of... This is important to me. Don't just brush it off like it's not important. Don't... And this is something I'm guilty of. This is something tons of people are guilty of. Is they're guilty of letting the things that are important to them... Not be important to them when push comes to shove. And what I mean by that is, it, you may have something you want somebody to show up for. You may you may have, but when you get pushback, it's easier to say, "Oh no, it's fine. It, it, it'll be okay. It's okay if you can't make it." When in your heart of hearts, it, it's not okay. It hurts a little. And... This... This show... Does something really interesting in the... In the context of Japanese culture. In that it... And, and it really... It really pushes on it in a way that other show that other shows do, that other shows not even of its ilk, but like totally unrelated do, but don't sometimes aren't aware are as self aware of it in that it it talks about the misconnection with friends, it talks about losing touch with people. It talks it like that it's that is a lot of it of the conversation of this of the first Digimon, of the first Digimon Adventure Tri movie, when it comes up. When it comes up. When, when, when you go in on the movie. You go in on this big, complicated, messy, icky, awkward social situation that's happening between, between all of them. And there's a, there's a version of every, there's a version of everybody saying, who's, of, of these kinds of massive friends groups where it's like two of the friends have two things to be at everybody else gets together and is like okay who who's gonna go to Ty's soccer game and who's gonna go to Matt's to Matt's, um to see Matt's band and everybody decides and everybody is like hey you know Sora sure, couldn't make it today, Matt, but I'm here. Sora's at Thai soccer game. When Ty's done, her and Sora will come here. But that stuff isn't happening because... Not just because these kids, because they're still kids at this point, don't know how to do that, but because... Japanese culture is a very, very, very passive-aggressive conflict-avoiding thing. And that's true of all cultures, I want to point out. Like, people who dive headfirst into conflict in America are lots of times seen as, like, people you don't want to work with. They're seen as difficult. They're seen as, like, annoying. But the thing that they, that happens in their lives, that doesn't happen in other people's lives, they deal with shit. They deal with, the complicated stuff that nobody including them really wants to deal with you don't want to deal with the fact that like you feel like you're being like you feel like your friends are opportunists and using you for entertainment purposes you don't want to deal with the fact that like when you have a friend who lives in the city and you live out here they you always go in to see them but they never reciprocate you don't want to deal with that but as soon as you rip the band-aid off there's a chance for growth and what Digimon Adventure what Digimon does really well is it shows that Digimon is a property in general it shows that that opportunity for growth is there and the story does what you the viewer does do oftentimes in in a story's place in that it like all, but holds his character down and punches them in the face until they use their words. And I, I know that I know that seems extreme, but it's really true. That you know, Izzy, in this, in the, in both the original Digimon Adventures and the Tri movies, is this kind of conduit for cooperation, and he's the person who like. Just kind of... Kindly says... Come on, you chuckle fucks. Use your words. The world's ending again. We can't fix this... Unless you use your words at each other... And you make up like good boys. And true to the original Digimon... Cast... Ty and Matt are the problem. Like, all the other cast members, including Joe... Are not doing great... But they are less of a problem than Ty and Matt. Ty and Matt... It, I like, I, I, At some point, every character... Every Digidestin aside from Ty and Matt, is like... So, we all know that Ty and Matt are emotionally stunted idiots who need to be dragged kicking and screaming to... Being kind to each other, even though they deeply care for each other, right? And everybody's like, Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, begrudgingly, Mimi's like, I'll go get the bat. We can knock them out, and they'll wake up in a room and they'll be forced to talk. And everybody's like, Good, good plan. Let's do it. And. the fact that the show constantly does that and it it rewards you for that kind of like friend for for, it rewards the characters for their friendship but it never makes it really all that easy to be friends it constantly says no this is like reality's gonna keep coming for you you need to you need to like get it together, and, like, if this is important to you, it's important to you, and you act like your relationships are important to you. You, you like, you know, you call each other, you remember things about each other, you commit to being there for each other. And, there are so many shows about, certainly about relationships, there are so many romance shows, there are so many shows that are about relationships and friendships. And probably the best thing to contrast the con- the this quality of Digimon with is with a show called Nana. If you've never heard of Nana, you can go watch Nana on High Dive. But um, you can also get a Blu-ray copy of it. I have the Blu-ray box set of it. Um, it's a deeply melodramatic romance show, but... What's melodramatic about it isn't the romance angle. The romance angle is sad because of what it ends up meaning for the two main characters. A character named Nana and a character named... Also named Nana, but they call her Hachi for the sake of keeping everybody's brain straight. And everybody in world calls her Hachi too, you, you the viewer don't see her as Hachi. Everybody just called her Hachi because they're like, no, fucking no. No two nanas. Nana, Hachi, done. And like, the like there are characters who later Hachi has relationship with and that character will call her Nana as a, like, a sign of affection, as a sign of like being personally close, all this stuff. But what ends up happening is the two main characters... And, like, over, like, this long, sad process, the sadness doesn't come from, like, anything going dramatically bad, although there are dramatic turns in the show. The sadness comes from this, like, drifting of the characters into their own little world, into their own relationships. Like, they stop seeing each other. by the end of the, By the end of the series... Hachi has moved out of this apartment that they like that they lived in together they lived in together and that they were paying for together and it's this deeply sad absence of, a, of of real closeness that used to be there and what Digimon is doing is it's saying don't let this happen at least Digimon tried saying don't let this happen And it, by the end of the first film, it's introduced a character for whom this has happened, for whom she has been disconnected from the world. And time and time again in Digimon, the characters who are the bad thing aren't characters who are necessarily bad, they are characters who are alone. They're characters who are... who don't have other people to depend on, to lean on, to be with. And the kind of refreshing thing is, is, like, everything in the, like, Digidestins becoming the kids who saved the world, both digital and, the, and reality, says, like, your friendships are what helped, or what made it so you could save the world. That's why you were called here. That's why you continue to be capable of this. Do not doubt your friendships. Cherish your friendships. Be... Like, be there for each other at all times without question. And you will never not be rewarded for that in some way. And... The thing... The reason why I'm talking about this is because... First off, this is another big multimedia property like now Cyberpunk has become and like Pokemon is and like dot hack and all that stuff, so it was in my brain. But also I finally made it all the way through the Digimon Tri movie and then, you know, Edge Runners happened to the world and it's still happening to the world and I was like I watched it and I got to the end of Edge Runners, I'm like, I'm an idiot if I don't talk about this. Like, right now. <laughs> I'm in the window, but um, my, my content brain went full master mode, but so much of the core of anime is something, is expressing something that Japan does not necessarily have and increasingly places around like cultures around the world don't necessarily have and that's big, loud relationships. Relationships that feel volatile. Relationships that feel like they're the most important things in your life. I'm talking about like Simone and Kamina level friendship, like ride or die, love of your life, will never be again, never was before kind of love. And does that always happen? No, absolutely not. Not everybody finds their soulmate. And do you always find your soulmate as a romantic partner? No, that's insane. Why would you assume that? That's psychotic behavior. Sometimes the people you're meant to know for your entire life are your best friends in the world who could just happen to be a different gender than you. I want to be really clear here. The more likely... The more likely incredible relationship out of Cyberpunk Edgerunners is not the relationship between Lucy and David. It is a relationship between Rebecca and David. Rebecca and David, before both of them die, are so close, are like, uh, attacked at the hip in many ways. Like, yes, he goes home and he hangs out with, with, um, (laughs) with, with his girlfriend, the love of his life, The person who he clearly cares about more than anything else in the world. But like... Rebecca will walk in... Rebecca is full stop the friend who will... Have a pressing question and be like... Where the fuck is David? I have a question for him. And somebody else will be like... I think it went to the bathroom. And she will walk into the men's room and talk to him at a urinal. (laughs) And he will, without fail, like, not gonna be like, yeah, okay, like, have that conversation. And then, like, a couple minutes later, he'll feel like, that, that, that was a boundary that maybe should have been held harder, but oh well. And that's just like a thing that happens with your friends who, when you have really good really strong friendships all of like the i'm not saying fuck your friends i'm not saying fuck your friend but all of the like barriers of like seeing each other naked and all of these rules that we've like built up around ourselves don't really matter they're all little like little excuses we tell ourselves So we don't have to admit that maybe we love our girlfriends, we love our significant others, but we don't, like, they're not necessarily as important to us as our best friend from when we were 16 is, or when we were five is, or the person we've known since we've been in college is. And why would they be? We haven't known them that long. Or even if we have... We had a different kind of relationship... We have different kinds of relationships with other people... And it's fine that those exist. And one And... The... The constant romance angle of this show... Between a couple of the characters... Of Digimon... Between a couple of the characters... Specifically... Between... Tai and Sora... Between Joe and Mimi and between T.K. and, um, and Kari, and, and, and Kari, is that, yes, they care, they care about everybody, but they care about, like, each other in, like, a coupled-out way. In really meaningful ways, like, <laughs> there's a great, there's, there's a great scene very early on in the Digimon Adventure Tri-Movie where like Matt has asked Sora, like, hey, can you make it to my concert tonight? And Sora's hesitant, he's like unless Ty has something, and then you good. You can go to that thing. And then later, you have this genuine moment of like God of, of Sora being like, God damn it, why do they both have to be on the same day? Because she understands The, like, mental fortitude it takes not just the guy she likes, but both, like, the guy she's friends with and the guy she romantically loves. She understands that both of them are fucking idiots and fucking emotionally stunted dickheads. And it takes a lot for them to be like, Hey, so I've got a soccer game. Like, if you want to come, that'd be great. Like that—that that is really a lot more begging than it would sound to someone who doesn't understand like who Ty is as a person, and for that to happen from both directions, she's like, like in the back of her head, she's like, "I'm gonna go to Ty's soccer game, and then as soon as he's done, I'm." hopping on a train and I'm gonna catch the last song at Matt's concert because I'm a good fucking friend I'm a good friend I swear I'm a good friend and none of that kind of ends up happening but it's this practical understanding of the value of friendship and the value of romantic of 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 a romantic relationship and the potential of both of those and the balancing of all that in a way that you don't often see in a way that like in a way that you don't, don't often see and that many people in reality do not often ascribe to their own lives. I can't tell you the amount of women who are surprised that many of my that my two best friends are both women. Like, how are you friends with women? I'm like, uh, you hang out a lot and you make fart jokes? I don't know what to tell you. Like, last I checked, we both had human hearts and we both breathed and we both got lonely sometimes. But didn't necessarily want to fuck whatever with next, whoever was next to us. Oh, and once again, all of that stuff is barriers. The... So, I'm going to say something really personal. And Kie, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But, um, I'm sorry for, for outing a conversation we had. But my friend Kie was frustrated one time. And she was, like, talking about love. And she said, and this, and. It's useful that Japan has the concept of yaoi and yuri, which is boys love and girls love respectively, which is not necessarily about romantic love, it's about more adoration for and for each other that almost feels like you consider each other family members. And it certainly has queer 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 undertones and queer overtones in many cases but it doesn't necessarily have to be that it is it is like an intense same sex friendship almost like a sisterly or a brotherly bond but that doesn't need to be limited to same gender relationships it can be like I've been friends with this guy... I've been friends with this guy or this... With this man or this woman for my entire life. And... Why wouldn't I continue that now? It can be... It can be a demonstration of love... That is not... Necessarily widely understood by other people. Because... the And... What Kie said... It's just like, why? You know, I kind of get why people think we're married because that, that's what explains <laughs> the way we treat each other on like an interpersonal level. It, and I'm twisting this a lot because if Kieh's listening, hi Kia, she'll know why. Who's to say we don't love each other? Who's to say that we don't, we wouldn't, be there for we, that we won't be there f- to each other for until the end of both of our lives in fact the first card I ever got from Kie after she went back to Japan was this one right here it's on my desk and it it says it has a hilarious picture of me um but it said she wrote in the card this big long note in sharpie and it basically said like, Hey, I've, I miss you. I miss you so much. And I'm probably going to text her after this. But, like, I miss you so much. I hope we know each other until we die. <laughs> Which is... Simultaneously the sweetest and creepiest and darkest thing she could have said. And it, like, it makes me well up a little talking about it. But... The thing I always loved about Digimon and the thing that Pokemon can't get at because of the kind of thing it's doing and lots of shows can't get at because of the kind of things that they're doing. Although I think Metabots get the closest after Digimon. is It sees the value of friendship. It sees the value, not just of friendship, but of relationships with other people. And it it places a real meaning on them. It, once again, another show that really nails this is um, Gurren Lagann. Because the most important relationship in that, if you read it as a story, story-wise, would be... Simone's relationship to, um, Mia, I think, is the, um, girl ends up, he ends up falling in love with being his wife. And that's the thing that drives him to be, to, to being, to, like, saving the universe is he wants to save Mia. But the real, true, deepest, I'm crying because I'm thinking about uh, my old older brother who died in 2020 um, not from COVID but from something else is his relationship with Kamina and that relationship echoes throughout the rest of that show from the moment Kamina, spoiler alert Kamina dies and it, it shapes who Simone becomes as a person, it shapes The world as it progresses into what what the spiral race, what um, what humanity, what comes next for humanity, it that communist bravado and communist spirit is with every ounce of all of of Simone by the end of that show and it, that show ends on the line of who the hell do you think i am it ends it ends on the same line it began on it but it ends with the little brother truly saying and understanding the words that his older brother said at the be- at the beginning of the show that kind of understanding of relation of relationships not even friendships not even you know familial relationships of all relationships is important and i think i know that digimon understands that and what digimon is willing to do as a property that other shows once again they don't need to because that's not their primary goal aren't about doing it. it's about celebrating those relationships but also showing the work that goes into like having a relationship with another person that go into reaching out to another person and and also that not needing to be a tragic thing like that making it very clear that like you fucking chuckle fucks if you all just use your words if you all just said the thing. This wouldn't be perfect, but it would be better than it is. (laughs) You'd all be a little happier. You wouldn't, like... It wouldn't be this big of a fucked-up scenario that needs to get fixed in order for you to save the world again. Um, and on that note, in in this very surprisingly emotional episode for me, um... If you like this podcast, new episodes of the podcast come out every Thursday and every other Sunday. Thursday is more like this. It's... I talk about stuff like Cyberpunk Edgerunners, like Digimon. Like, I talk about EuroCamp so Thursday before. Um, but it's... that say it's about a property. It's about a it's, a... it's about a property of some kind. Anime, manga, movie whatever um Sunday is more metatextual it's about the industry uh, you know the medium art animation the anime fandom stuff like that if you want a good example of that I encourage you to go listen to last Sunday the last Sunday edition that happened the next one will be in two Sundays from now for real this time last Sunday edition was all about why anime and art get made. Um so definitely go check that out. It's the previous podcast in the feed and if you have not heard, if you are one of the like five people who have not heard the Edge Runners episode, the Cyberpunk Edge Runner episode, definitely go check that out. I highly recommend watching those 10 episodes before you check that out because I Take no hostages with spoilers on that one. On that note, I've been Alex, and this has been Lunchbox Radio, and I will talk to you next Thursday. (laughs) I <laughs>